0: Hello and welcome back to the Route 1 Football Podcast. I'm joined once again by two footballing geniuses, Jude Winter and Alex Webster. Hi, I'm Jude and I'll be talking to EFL
1: referee James Oldham about his refereeing career. And what's been your your best game you've refereed in your career so far?
2: Uh, I probably have to say the uh, conference playoff final, the National League playoff final. So that was between Salford mm. and uh, AFC Files.
3: Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm going to be doing a football quiz where Jude and Kai will compete to see who the real football genius is. What order? What order? Marriott. Correct. Uh, Mount. Correct. Wilson. Correct.
0: Marriott. Correct.
3: Yes! Two points to Jude. Ah.
0: And now I'll be introducing a Syria broadcaster, Patrick Kendrick.
4: I really enjoyed working with, um, with Jürgen Klopp because, um, you know, he sort of makes the press conference into a bit more of an event. He was in, you know, yes. good spirits. I was, that was when I was doing Napoli, Liverpool.
0: So join us for this special second episode of the Route 1 Football Podcast.
1: Refereeing can have its ups and downs, proving to be a challenge for many aspiring referees aiming for the top, but James Olden has proved if you put your mind to something, you can always achieve it. Today, we'll be discussing the steps he took to become a professional referee for the EFL. Um, so James, um, starting right from the start of your career at refereeing, um, how did you get into it and um, how old were you when you started refereeing?
2: Yeah, so I think it was around 15 or 16 Uh, and I was clearly never going to go anywhere as a player. Uh, That's quite important to note. And then I was looking at other opportunities within the game to sort of stay in the game. Uh, And I looked at getting involved with a bit of coaching um, and refereeing was was kind of the the two that Mm. I I looked at getting into. But uh, refereeing had like quite a clear progression uh, pathway and obviously it kept me fit, Um, obviously right in the middle of the action. So um, obviously just kept enjoying it, seemed to do well. And... Uh, and progress from there. So, who would you say your refereeing role model is? Well, coming through, we're quite fortunate that we were able to speak or listen to some guest, you know, guest speakers uh, and the likes of Howard Webb, Anthony Taylor, the ones that that will be of note. But in terms of looking forwards and looking to develop my own career, it's it's like looking at the likes of those who's like full time doing it as a full time career and. Um, just really looking up to what what they're doing and seeing if you can replicate what they do and that's how it um how it really sort of develops from there
0: so james you know being a ref there, there looks to be bad parts and good parts within the job such as you know going to stadiums traveling across the country and whatnot but what would you say your favorite and least favorite parts about the job are
2: yeah, I mean, the, the traveling is definitely uh, something we've got to deal with. So that, that that's definitely got to be up there for something that that's a little bit more more of a challenge. But that's coupled with probably one of my most favourite parts, which is actually visiting different places, uh, going walking out into different stadiums, is definitely a good a good um, a good thing. And probably what I enjoy the most is obviously working in diff- working with different people, visiting different places
1: because you're located quite centrally in the Midlands, um, does that mean like when you get given games, you're like um, usually given games close to you or can you get a game up, up north or really down south, if you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, when um, when you get to the, the level of, say, the, the conference, uh, they are, it is effectively a national league. So, um, you know, the games could be absolutely anywhere in the country, but being central probably has its benefits because you get to be quite far north quite quickly and quite far south quite quickly so yeah
1: when was, when did you start to um, become pro and um, how was the step up from conference to professional
2: so working in the professional game uh, that's as soon as you become on to the to the national league is is you are like a of the professional game and then moving forwards from there once you're into the, the EFL league one and two um we, we still do you know have our own sort of occupation outside of that. And then, uh, as soon as you go into the conference, uh, into the championship, that would then become full time.
1: How um, long have you been doing pro now for then? Is it two seasons? So league,
2: league one and two. Yeah, I'm in my second season league of league doing league. that. Oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah.
1: season. Yeah. Um, what's been your, your best game you've refereed in your career so far?
2: Uh, I probably have to say the uh, conference playoff final, the National League playoff final. So that was between Salford mm. and uh, AFC Files. Uh, that was like obviously like the final game of the season to determine who got promoted to the football league, uh, mm. and Salford ended up winning that three nil. At Wembley as well, wasn't and- it? yeah, Wembley, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I can imagine obviously fans have a big input, uh, input on the um, on the players and on the game in general. How has that affected your refereeing without having any fans over the season because of the COVID um, pandemic?
2: It's definitely been interesting because obviously it's a bit of a bit of a difference to what we used to. But the yeah. the biggest sort of thing that I've sort of noticed is that as soon as you kind of hit that whistle, everybody there, players, uh, officials, we're all so focused on the job that you're trying to do that you you just again you don't necessarily notice there mm. or not there. But the the main thing is you know we're all there to do a job, and we're we're so focused on on what, we, what we're there to do and we're there to, you know, get decisions right and uh, keep up with play and all those sort of things. So that's kind of the way that we, the way that we work. Well,
1: I guess it's sort of natural anyway, because obviously lower down you don't have as fans, you have sort of, you're used to not having that many fans there or usually obviously lower league, you have like parents and stuff. So I guess it's quite natural to not have that many people at games. So it's not that much of a difference, but obviously it is a big um, impact on the players and, on the game in general.
2: Yeah. And again, you just got to, you're just dealing with whatever's presented in front of you. So mm. um, the, the, the biggest sort of biggest challenge, of course, is just keeping concentration, but there's techniques that we work on, there's things that we do that ma- maintain those, those levels of concentration.
0: It's interesting to know what the, the match day prep because we know what it's like for the players. They get on there and the coach, you know, they uh, have a few minutes in the change rooms, get go get warmed up. But what's it like for you? Did you, what? T- no, what times do you get there? And what's What's the match day preparations like?
2: So prior to obviously COVID, they're probably around about half past twelve for a three o'clock kick off, um, and it's just a case of uh, a number of things that would normally happen. So the first bit would be just working with getting to know or catch up with your team, uh, as in the officials, team of officials, and then it'd be a case of um, checking that everything's all in order, so the pitch, uh, that all the teams are in order, all that sort of stuff. And then, um, as as players would, we'd then obviously commence into a bit of a warm-up and get ourselves ready, physically and mentally prepared, and then straight out to to do the game. But, yeah, we're there early. It's to make sure, to reduce the the likelihood of anyone being, you know, significantly late. Um, And it, it, again the whole sort of process pre-match really helps just just focus us as well so
0: this is just touching a part of the match day prep james um do you have to it's just an interesting question would you, do you actually have to go over the rules again Like know the laws of the game or do you just know it off by heart i'm assuming you just know it but do you ever kind of like touch on it just before the game and that
2: not necessarily just before the game but we We do have quite a a number of training events that we would attend Um, and obviously those training events would be different aspects of, say, the laws of the game or technical tasks that we will be um, just revisiting and that's obviously just to keep everybody well aware of things, keep everybody prepared. Uh, Obviously, at the end of each season generally there's some form of changes to the laws of the game, so we'd we'd all uh, sort of understand those changes, read and understand those changes and make sure we know how we're going to implement them when it comes to the start of the season. Um, and, you know, obviously it's just a case of revisiting, making sure that you don't lose the, the small intricacies of, of the bits of the laws of the game um, across the course of the season. But, yeah, we do we do quite a fair bit of training to make sure that everything's, everything's all in order and that it comes second nature if there's a problem out on the field.
1: You talked about you catching up with your sort of team before a game. Do you get put with the same officials quite regularly or do you find yourself having a lot of different teams and different officials a lot of the time? Yeah,
2: again, due to geography, we, we work across, as referees, we will work across the, the, the distance of the country. So the, the main thing is to make sure, we probably work with a group of officials or officials by name yeah. a, a couple of times a season, a few times a season. So again, generally we, we know we know each other, by yep. working with each other in with past experiences and it's just a case of you know building that strong relationship so that when we're out on the field we can deliver as a team and that's what it's all about.
3: So how do you actually get given uh, your games as a pro referee
2: So generally speaking we would be informed of our games on on Mondays um, and that would be for the following Saturday or the appointments over the weekend and then potentially any mid after that, uh, you know, following the week. Um, and then at that point we go into like a full list of preparation that we will do. So you've got to consider effectively how you're going to get there training, diet, uh, all the way across the, the course of the week. And, um, it's about managing your own, your own sort of workload with that. Um, so again, we'll get a notification to say that you've got a game, uh, say that following weekend and then you've just got to make sure that you're right for it
1: um so for any young referees out there listening what's one piece of advice you'd give them to progressing it up into um the higher league such as you've done
2: so obviously along anybody's journey for any referees I imagine across the way there's going to be many sort of uh Setbacks or knocks, mm. and, and it's just obviously ride out those because as you progress through any journey like that, you definitely, you definitely get some good, good experiences, some good times, um, and it's it's just a case of keeping in there, trusting yourself, uh, having a, a trust in your own you know ability and what you what you can achieve and what you can do, and making sure that you you know just keep working hard. There's quite a few things in there to be honest, isn't there? Um but yeah, just continuing to do yeah, just continuing to work hard and continuing to trust in yourself and your own ability.
0: So obviously you spoke about the next step for, for young referees, um, lowering grassroots level and things like that. Um young lads wanting to or ladies wanting to get into the game. Um but what what's your what's the step for you in your career, James as a ref?
2: So the next the step next for me th- will be the yeah. um, being promoted onto the, the championship. Um, and then, obviously, uh, moving forwards from there, the the aim is to to be operating on the Premier League. So the the next the next main step will be the Championship.
1: Um, the big question is, can you referee against Derby? <laughs> uh,
2: no, no, we can't referee our oh. local teams. No,
1: I think that's um, everything. So thank you very much, James, for joining us, um, and see you later.
2: Brilliant. Thank you. I will now
3: be hosting a stat based quiz for Jude and Kai to compete over to see who the true football genius is. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's quiz time!
1: Yay! Yay. Oh, oh, quiz time! I'm gonna win, 100%. I'm gonna win this one. Okay,
3: Jude, Kai, yep. are you ready? I know, how many questions have we got? We've got 18.
1: 18, okay. Oh, so yeah, okay, I'm that's coming.
3: Fine. I'm coming to Kai first. Right. Oh bloody. This hell. is a question for yeah, both okay. of you. Okay? Right, okay. That's fine. So, who assisted the famous Sergio Aguero goal against QPR to win City the league? This is an ABC question.
1: No, no, we don't need ABC.
0: Yes, you do. I know the answer. <laughs> yes. Is a. it A?
3: No. David Silva. No.
0: Dude, it's me first.
3: B. in Hazard. Or C. Mario Balotelli.
0: Balotelli. Aguero. <laughs> So yeah, Balotelli, mate.
1: Jude, actually, I'm right because it's C. Final answer. He didn't say well, ABC. Well,
0: the answer's the. Well, we both said Balotelli. 1-1. One one, one, right. one, 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 Who's yeah. keeping score? I'll keep score. That was a warm Next warm question.
3: question. Okay, right, I'm okay. gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Jude this oh, question okay. now. That's fine. So, where did Nottingham Forest first play their home league games? Was it Town Road, Town Ground, or the Forest Stadium?
0: <sighs> Town Ground. Kai Bexon. I should know this as a Forest fan, but this was before my time. I'm going to say. No. Town Ground. Go with Jude. So you copy my answers? No, Correct. no, no. I just think it. Correct. Uh, is it... Wait, Town Ground? No, because City Ground. Because on FIFA, it's Forest Park Stadium. And I was thinking it can't be that. So I was well, saying, no not And obviously town City, town ground. City Ground. There was a... It was called the
3: Town Ground. Are you sure? Yep, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Town Ground. Town Ground. ground. Full City Ground? Yep, yeah, it's called the Town
0: Ground. Yep. time grind alright fair enough that's 2 or then come on Derby fan
3: oh this has worked out perfect for me now <laughs> so Kai coming in with a Derby question now Ooh. so who were the goal scorers <laughs> in the Derby versus Leeds game for the playoff final spot oh. that finished 4-2 I'm only looking for the Derby players
0: so is is this Ellen Road yeah or is it the playoff final this is no the playoff this, final not the playoff semi-final final. semi-final get your facts right mate this
3: is the final game
0: right of the, right, the so second it was, um, the
3: second leg, and I'll give you an extra point <laughs> if you get it in the correct order. That's right, easy. okay,
0: that's fine. Um, Jack Marriott was first. No, yeah, yeah, he was. He was. C- carry on. <laughs> Just look at me, not dude Look at me. No. Jack Marriott. Jack Marriott. Then, then it was Scott Carson. He no, he scored again. I'm sure Jack Marriott scored <laughs> again. And then, <laughs> sorry. Come on, Kai. I'm thinking that. No, I no, you can't come in. <laughs> no, obviously. I'm ja- Jack Marriott. I know Mason Mount scored, but I'm, it's not in that order. So okay. Mason Mount. Jack Marriott scored two Definitely Jack. So Marriott you're scored Jack Marriott,
3: two. then Jack Marriott.
0: Jack Marriott. Jack Marriott. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think who scored the other one. can I know Mount, Mount scored, but I don't know who scored the other one. There's another one.
3: So you got mm. Mount as well, and then He's got three. No,
0: no, 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 no. no. if you
3: don't know. I really thought you. Right, know time's short. No, you know, no, I no. Think 5. Oh.
2: Four, got 10 seconds. Three,
3: ten, 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 Jack
1: Marriott hat-trick Mason Mount. No, Harry Wilson scored a penalty.
4: Oh! What order? What order? Marriott.
1: Correct. Um uh, Mount. Correct. Wilson. Correct. Marriott. Correct.
3: Yes. 2 points to Jude.
0: <sighs> Harry Wilson scored. Harry Wilson
3: scored a penalty. Because
0: Lawrence got pulled. Liam, it, Cooper Liam got a yellow card.
3: Oh, yeah. The Leeds fans went crazy when it was oh, a clear uh, cut penalty. That's we went
1: 3 2 at that point. I'm that's disappointed poor, that
3: that's poor from you.
0: Yeah, I'm a Forest fan, all right. Leave it out.
3: Okay. I don't, don't watch he? Yeah, I don't
0: yeah, watch, I don't watch Derby. Right. right. This is my question. Do Do League you, One stand.
3: Which teams got promoted from the Championship in the 2015 16 season?
1: So. I'm mm
3: looking for the three teams.
1: That's a hard one. Uh, I'm going to go Huddersfield.
3: I'm not going to give you the... I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you after, because obviously if I say no, then Kai will know.
1: So, 15-16, Hull.
3: Three teams.
1: I know Hull won the playoffs. Um, Watford?
3: I'm not telling you. I need to wait for Kai to say his answers. Otherwise, you'll know.
1: Bournemouth. Oh, no, they went 15-16 oh, really season
3: hard. the three teams judging by if you viewers could see Kai's face he's celebrating right now which obviously means he knows. Hello,
1: know, Halls one. Halls one. Watford Burnley. Watford and Burnley. It would be embarrassing
0: okay. if I don't know. Brighton.
3: Oh, I forgot about Brighton. Watford. Mm. Bournemouth. Both of you are incorrect. No! Hull got Brighton got one Hull won the playoffs. Yeah, Second us. place. I got one play. I got what? one play for that. No, no, you don't get. I no, do. it's not. It's a point for oh, the, the whole question. I must have been question. thinking of the wrong year. Then. Hull Yeah. won the playoffs. Yeah. Second place was Middlesbrough. Oh, What? And first place. Horror. And first place was Burnley. I knew Burnley won the have league. have a day off. Because. Yeah. Why, you, why didn't the, you, why did you say Burnley? Because has got
1: a for Derby. Why didn't you say Burnley then? I did say Burnley. So when did Brighton got? I said Burnley, Watford and Hull.
3: Yeah, that doesn't no.
0: No point. No, Brighton no. must have been there. Brighton must have been like. You're after. Ah, oh, that's annoying me. That is
3: right. So, all time prem top goal scorers oh. in order. One Ooh, to three. three. We're doing. I've done one to five. Five. In orders. In orders. For, in, one. In orders for an extra point. Shearer. No, this is this is to yeah, say
0: All back, mate. Kai's first Shearer's three. Shearer's first. I'm not telling you. Then it's.
3: It's an extra point if you get Let's get it in order. So, you so, it, in order. Doesn't, so it doesn't matter in right, order okay. if you want the extra
0: point. Right now, I'm not. I'm not going for the order because uh, Aguero, Rooney, Two more. Thierry Omri, and no, on, <laughs> I've I've no idea. I can't get that last one. Come on, come Just on. Guess a player. I've said: Thierry Rooney, Aguero, Omri. One more. Mine's gone blank. Come on, last come last on. one. Just say a player. Well, I'm not going to guess, am I? Because then it's wrong. Oh my. 10
3: seconds coming in now.
0: Yeah, that's fine. 10. Kick it in.
3: 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, (laughs) 4, 3, 2, 1. Ronaldo. Kai Bexon, you are incorrect. Jude Winter.
1: Shearer. Henri. Aguero. I'm going to go Andy Cole. And. Oh, he, want, he want Premier League era was he?
3: That's what I got caught on. Um, you were thinking Bobby Charlton probably.
1: No, I was thinking oh. of um, Ian Rush or someone like that. I'm yeah. gonna go Ian
3: Wright. Yeah. Incorrect. I'm
0: glad this you were is wrong in as order.
3: As well. Alan Shearer, mm. 260. We're gonna kick ourselves, dude. You realise? Second, that, don't you? Wayne Rooney, yeah, 208. Aguero third. Third, yeah. Andrew Cole, oh, yeah. 187. Third, fourth, sorry. Sergio Aguero. So one-off. 181. One. Who's the other one then? Surprisingly. Teddy Sheringham. Number five, Frank Lampard. 177 goals. I wouldn't have got that. I know he's what a goal scorer
0: in his field, yeah. but I, wouldn't have, I, I didn't think he scored that much. Right, one. so scores on the doors are 4-2 to Jude. So <sighs> far, I need to get them out together, man.
3: Okay, so who is the oldest Premier League goal scorer? Is it A, Paul Scholes? This is to Jude first. A, Paul Scholes. Two, Frank Lampard. Or three, Teddy Sheringham.
0: Teddy Sheringham. Kai I'm also going to go with Teddy Sheringham correct yeah right Was that when he was at do you know is that when he was at Spurs that or one I
3: think it's when he was at uh, Spurs
0: yeah I, okay. thought, I don't know so yep yeah. that's fine Okay. moving on to the next Forest question legend.
3: going away from the Premier League for a little bit now so who was the 2002 Ballon d'Or winner Ooh. this is aimed at Kai first was it Andres Iniesta no R9 or Nedved
0: Nedved Jude
1: Did Ronaldo ever win a Ballon d'Or? I can't I answer, you answer that did. question
3: Jordan,
1: You're on your own with that one mate Iniesta never won a Ballon d'Or My clone was here before I'm gonna go for Nedved Is there a Euros that year? No there wasn't World Cup though I need an
3: answer
0: 10 second can't now, come on Alex I'm gonna go for Ronaldo
3: Correct. Ned, what? Nedved won 2003. i was thinking, oh, no. I was thinking because
1: 2002 World Cup he had a
0: blind oh. yeah. for Brazil. It was
3: R nine. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yes. For God's sake. This is this is more into your uh, end.
0: No, because I was going to say Cannavaro because I know he won it and everyone yeah. was like, oh, because he had a good World yeah. Cup with Italy. He did. That's yeah. what I was going to say, Cannavaro. No. But then Nedved Six, come Three. I was like, Nedved.
3: Yeah, Nedved won oh, the 2003. Man. So next one, this is more up your guys' street. It's Jude first now. Oh. So. Who is the all-time top goalscorer in the championship? Right, is it David Nugent, Chris Martin, or Danny Graham?
0: Nugent. Who was the second one? Chris Nugent,
3: Martin. Martin, Graham.
0: Nugent. Nugent. Both correct. Yeah. 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 I was waiting for Jordan Rhodes. If I'm going to be honest, no. uh, I
3: think he was about fifth on the list. Been injured Too many years. times.
0: So we got points point for that. Each, yeah. Jordan Rhodes at Blackburn was different so
3: good <laughs> so where are we now Oh yeah. which player scored the fastest hat-trick in Premier League history yeah I got it, is it A this is aimed at Kai first A Wayne Rooney 2 Sadio Mane 3 Sergio Aguero
1: can I say my answer please Mane Mane yeah
3: correct Southampton wasn't it yeah it was Southampton what when he was at Southampton oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he got a no, hat-trick I, it I think all. it was in th- 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 13 minutes yeah five? 13 I think it was 13 to That's 19 minutes something wise. like that yeah mental point each
0: point
1: each mm-hmm. lovely I'm the football genius at the moment just saying <laughs> <laughs> so far
3: so who won the first ever Premier League title is it A. Chelsea B. Arsenal or C. Manchester United we're going with Jude first
0: United oh. well United have won t- 20 so I'm going to go United
3: both correct yeah. Yeah. Manchester United
0: you say Chelsea was still up. A- 20 times, 20 <laughs> times.
3: When was the Premier League founded? This is mm. aimed at, This is Kai yeah. first. Was it A, 1989, B, 1992,
1: or C, 1986? 1992. Could have gone for closer dates. <laughs> you ma- <laughs> was same year as the Champions League, wasn't it? 99, uh, 99,
0: 1993 yeah, yeah, yeah. was the Champions League, wasn't it? I think so. I think so. Dor- yeah, yeah. Did Dortmund win it? I think I can't, I think in, I can't remember. No, they won 97. I can't remember. What's the scores on the balls? On the doors? Scores
1: on the balls. <laughs> scores <laughs> on the doors are 10 7.
3: Oh, wow, I, not too shabby dude? 10, to 10 7 to Jude. Okay, who is the current Premier League top scorer this season? Mm. Is it A, Mo Salah? B Harry Kane. Or C, Jamie Vardy, Jude first.
0: Only <laughs> have Kane. Harry Kane Correct.
3: Correct Harry Kane 21 Mohamed Salah 20 He's got a lot of assists as well Harry Kane is, Something like that yeah. yeah Him and Son have been Fine well, Oh, Under Mourinho they were Yeah Son's kind of died down <laughs> These last few months This is a yeah, Quite a difficult question now I don't I can't see either of you getting this but i get like it uh, Who got relegated From League 2 In two, in the 2016 17 season
1: Swindon Hmm there's two, yeah? It's two. Swindon and...
3: I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint for this question.
1: Swindon and Morecambe.
3: I'll give you a hint. That's his answer. Really? He yeah, said, okay. said his answer, I'll, give, I'll give you the hint, hint now. What's the, what's the hint, Alex? One of these teams is non-league now. Yeah, Swindon. And the second team... Swindon not non-league. And the second team is in League
0: Two. So Swindon Right, so you said his answers. You said your answer. You've locked it in. So Alex, one of them's in non-league, one in League Two. One of them's non-league, one of them's in League Two. So I know talkie. South Southend have never been um, gone Southend have never been in non in non-league. I answer. No, 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 talkie. no, no no no, 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 you've locked, in, you've locked it no, it in. no, you've locked your answer in, you were too quick. You're too, right. too cocky. So South End have never been relegated. <gasps> Hartlepool.
3: Player.
4: and Swindon. Muted. No, you can't. You can't change your answer. You've
3: said your answers. Swindon and
0: Hartlepool. You said Swindon and Morka, big man. Swindon can't change your answer.
3: It's
1: Swindon and Hartlepool.
0: Hartlepool. Mm-hmm. And cause I remember Jeff Stelling went crazy, didn't he? On Soccer Saturday, I remember it. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, late. and the second one, <laughs> I'm gonna take his answer. I'm gonna go talk key. No, no, you've late, said your late, answers. Late, late no, you've no, said no, your no, answers, you,
3: but you're both incorrect. You Leighton
0: Orient, correct. And no,
3: but he's, he's yeah, incorrect. I know, I know, you like, both give in your yeah. answers, but yeah, it was Leighton Orient. They
1: lost on the money, didn't they? Like yeah,
3: yeah, it was Leighton Orient and Hartlepool.
1: <laughs> well, I got Hartlepool, so that's a point. No isn't no points. What do you mean? No points. No points. It's harsh, is not it? This guy.
3: I am, I'm
0: harsh. Harsh on his oh, hell. Tough crowd. No. Tough Christmas is, this yeah. is.
3: Okay, so who oh. is Swansea City's club captain? Is it easy, what, wow.
0: easy. Now, easy current. Easy peasy. Is
3: it Ayu, Norton? Or Grimes? Easy. Is it me? Kai.
0: Grimes. Grimes. Um, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need to stop giving it away. I need to stop going. You, like, you do, going, oh, you need to yeah, stop God. being too cocky. Yeah, no, I need. No, I'm not. I can't be cocky when I'm losing, mate. I need right, to see the number well, eight shirt.
3: Could we just have a, give the viewers a quick score? So, well, the don't... scores on
1: the balls, as Kyle would call it, is 12 9.
3: 12 9 to you. So 12 9 to still you, yeah. three point guard. So, got, there's so only so. there's three questions left. <gasps> so, you can only get a draw
1: so i could win on the next
0: question you could
3: win on the next oh, question oh
0: god i've got to play for a draw and it i say i answer first then i got to a reckon
3: Kai, you should get i reckon two out of three i think jude i don't think you'll get all three okay all right. we're going to go with jude first which three players won the golden boot in the premier league in the 1819 season kane Three players: Kane,
1: Kane, Bardi, Salah,
3: Kai. If you get this wrong, just to all the viewers, if Kai gets this wrong, he's lost, and Jude is. Well, the no, football oh no! Because oh yeah, there's no way of catching you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to be nice on this question and say a point for each player. We'll go for a point for each player. We'll go player. for a point for each player.
0: Did Mark? Oh, Who did you say? Did Kane, you did- Bardi. Kane, Bardi, Salah. Salah. So it's, Kane, Vardy, Salah. He said. Kane, Kane. Okay. Salah, but I'm just torn between <laughs> oh. Vardy and Mane.
3: Okay, stop whispering to me.
0: Oh no, I don't know. Oh, was... <laughs> oh God, sake. It was.
3: You can't. You can't. <laughs> it was. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. <laughs> oh, I can
1: see
0: go... the picture now. It's I can point. see the picture on the pitch. It's a point each player. Oh no, I'm going Vardy. No. So you've gone. You've gone Vardy. No.
3: No, it's not. Who have you...
0: Is
1: Shh, it Mane?
3: Don't tell me it's Mane. It was Mane because I... No! Be no,
1: because be- it was the year you didn't win the league, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Oh.
3: And I
1: remember seeing Mane and Salah on the pitch together with yeah. golden boots yeah. and it was Kane on his own.
3: No, it wasn't. Was it not? No, it wasn't Kane. What? Not Kane! Aguero. What? It was not Kane, man. No. Aguero. It was a certain Pierre-Emerick. Oh, I forgot about him. Oh. Well, GG. So, dude, you got... For God's you, sake. You got one and Kai... I'm playing for pride now. Did you get two?
1: You Did said, you say Salamane? No, you said, and yeah, you said the same as me. You said Barley. No, but you you said Bardi, yeah. No, Salmon. I said Mane, no? You said Point oh, No, no, he he a, point each, a point each. A
3: point, each. <laughs> point each, right. Is so. there any possible way of Kai. It is well, 13, 13 10. Pride now,
0: unless you had a few little bonus questions. On 13 10. Say something about Forest. We've not had any questions about Forest yet. Oh, yeah. Forest. You've not seen yeah. one about Derby yet? Yeah, we have. We've had oh, yeah, one, we have one each. We've had one of each. Bloody new Forest players Chris Martin, David Nugent. Right. Laugh. Who was the first sponsor of the Premier League? Right. Is it A,
3: Fosters? No. Oh. B, Carlin? Or C, Bet365. <clears throat> We're going with Kai first.
0: Are you sure? I thought Barclays. I was going to say Barclays, but it's not one of what, those. What, in terms of the league? In the, the Premier so League. So
1: it was called the, the Barclays Premier League. So you're saying the Fosters Premier League? No. Or the Carlin no, Premier the, League? Like
3: the first sponsor. On a shirt. What do you mean? Like, who was the first, like, sponsor of the Premier League? Oh. Not like the Barclays oh, Premier League. okay. No, who was just, who just
1: sponsored? Carlin, then.
3: Jude's locked in his answer. Kai? God, he's struggling. He really is. Bears Fosters. No. Incorrect. Correct. It was a
1: Carlin Premier League, wasn't it? Was it was a Carlin Premier League. I was League. thinking Carlin Cup. Cool. No. So it was what? a Carlin Premier League at first. Mm. It is 14-10.
3: We're on the final question.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm playing for Pride now, aren't we, Kai? Mm-hmm.
3: And Kai should get this one. It's a Forest one. There right, we go then. Mm. Which player scored four goals in 12 minutes after coming on as oh. a sub against Nottingham Forest? Kai will go with you first.
0: Wait, when when was it? Prem. It was in the Prem. So so like ages yeah. ago. Yeah. Nineties. Ah. Nice.
3: Oh. I think Jude knows, which is why I'm not going to him first.
0: don't have a clue. I was going to say Jordan Rhodes. Okay. So is, is, are you locked in? You locked? No, 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 no.
3: I know he knows. Ah,
0: is he a United player? I've never heard of this game. I've never I'll give it, seen this you? game. He's
3: a United player. Yeah, he's United. He's played for United. Yeah. I'm giving you a hint now. Ah. I'll give you half a point now for this because we've narrowed it down to a United player. Tell him club. the
0: position. <laughs> no, it's obviously going to be a striker. It might not be. It might not be.
3: might be, might be Geeks or someone. Geeks or something.
0: <laughs> um... I'm gonna go with. Oh, I'm... Oh. Come on, lock it in, lock Andy it. Cole. Andy Cole. He's from Nottingham. It's gonna sound Andy Cole. Oh, I was gonna say Andy Cole.
3: Are you locking in? You locking in Andy Cole?
0: I've, I've never heard of this game. I've never seen this see, game. I knew where it was United with... because yeah. I New United. Yeah, I just I don't understand. rubbish Forest fan. Uh, and, oh yeah, see
3: the York, Dwight York. Both incorrect. It is the current. Manchester United manager, going Gunnar Solskjaer.
1: Wow. Didn't know that. No, yeah. uh, me neither. I really didn't know that.
0: I'm a Forest fan, so.
3: So, if we could just have the total score.
1: So, the football genius is obviously me. Kai, too big for his boots earlier. thought he was going to win
3: that one. Bit, bit cocky. Bit cocky <laughs> so coming into the quiz.
1: final score is Jude is on 14. Kai is on 10. So, Alter, I Alter. win the
0: first football genius quiz. There'll be many more on the Real boring. Football Podcast. There will
3: be many more well not it doesn't, it not doesn't,
0: It doesn't matter because Derby going down and Forrest staying up. You're it! No way.
3: <laughs> Congratulations, dude. You are the true football genius after all, beating Kai on my football quiz,
0: 14-10. So we've already had one integral part of the footballing industry for you, and now we have another one. If you watch and listen to your top for like Italian football, you will know his voice. Mr Patrick Kendrick, everybody. So, Patrick, first of all, how are you? How was it in Milan?
4: All oh, good, thank you. Yeah, um, Same old, same old, really, with the pandemic. Yep. But, uh, you know, hopefully things will get better soon.
0: Right. So, first of all, Patrick, um, me and the lads here. So, we've got me, Kai Beckson, we've got Jube Winter, Hello. and we've got Alex Webster. Um, now, all three of us uh, want to go on to something similar to what you're doing at the minute. So, what I wanted to start today um, was you know how did how did the opportunity come about to, to move abroad um, first and foremost
4: yeah no, that's a good question uh, hi to, to kai and uh, obviously jude and alex as well to all three of you but um yeah the opportunity came about really because i was i just happened to send an email i was listening back in 2012 2013 i was listening to uh, a lot of out on uh, betting websites and uh, i was working actually translating the English version of Inter Milan's website, so I used to watch the games there when I was doing the live text update really, just in case there was anything ambiguous, I didn't really want to be caught out so I thought if I watch the games, I'm much more likely to be able to translate it more more faithfully and um, I heard this Australian guy commentating on, on the match, a guy called Mar- Marco Palmieri found him on Twitter, sent him a DM said, I'm thinking of moving to Italy is there any commentary going and who's the right man to get in touch with? He gave me the contact and I was fortunate at that, that period of my career that I was doing a lot of work remotely so it was a bit of a gamble really I didn't I didn't move to Italy to be able to sort of sustain myself financially on what I was doing commentary wise it was more a case of I was able to support myself financially and I wanted to do more commentary um, so I, I moved to Milan in July 2013 I've been here on off ever since really eight years now yeah. So
0: Patrick you're obviously a skilled in the different parts of the industry so we know you're You've interpreted in the past before as well. Um, you know, you've worked with the likes of Carlo Ancelotti, Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola. Who is probably who would you say is the most the most fascinating character out of the one of the managers that you've interpreted for and things like that, or the most interesting?
4: Uh, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, I really enjoyed working with um, with Jurgen Klopp because. You know, he he sort of makes the press conference into a bit more of an event. He was in, you know, good spirits. I was. That was when I was doing Napoli, Liverpool. We were in a really hot press conference room down in the bowels of the San Paolo, as it was then. It's now the Maradona. But um, he was uh, he was joking around with his with his press officer. He was saying to me, "You know, how are you not sweating? It's like a a sauna in here, sort of thing." And um, you know, it was it was all quite you know, good fun in games. And he's a real challenge as well, despite the fact English isn't his first language. You know, he really speaks very quickly indeed. So, you know, trying to get your yep. notes down and making sure you're sort of faithfully reproducing what he said is easier said than done. So that was good. Um Guardiola was good because I did that at Atalanta, Manchester City. The game was played at San Siro a couple of seasons ago. And um, that was interesting because Guardiola speaks... Italian, because he had a couple of seasons with Brescia and Roma at the nice. latter stages of his career. So he was, you know, it's always nice. It's it's a tricky one because on the one hand, you're under more pressure when you're interpreting for a coach that also understands the other language of the press conference. Um, but you have to interpret anyway for both members, you know, both sections of the media, home and away fans. That's a UAE for requirement. So if you do a good job, then obviously they're there and they're able to sort of say that you've done such. And, and Guardiola was very sort of gracious after the press conference there. And um, and I also enjoyed working with Mourinho because when I was growing up, I was a big fan of his Porto side, then his Inter side, and latterly his Real Madrid team, you know. Um, it's not quite working for him at the moment, which is a shame. But uh, I always found him to be very well-mannered, very respectful. And um, yeah, it's you know when you work as a conference interpreter you're often in the shadows um you are you're not really in the spotlight because you know so much of the work we do is just we're in a booth and we're not seen anywhere so you, when you do have the opportunity to work consecutively rather than simultaneously so consecutive interpretation is when you're taking notes and you interpret after the speaker has has finished what they're saying um it is 15 minutes of fame really you know you've of the photos or the footage from the press conference, you're not in shot at all. But just occasionally when you're walking in and out of the press conference room, you'll find a photo on Twitter of some journalist that's obviously taking a photo of ex-player, you know, Jordan Henderson and Jurgen Klopp, and I happen to be in the photo and things. So, you know, it's it's quite nice from that perspective because I I always liked it because as opposed to simply being at a stadium and seeing a coach or a player and asking them for a photo, which I've never been a big fan of, you know, you're actually in a photo alongside them and you're all there doing your, doing your respective jobs, which is really nice. You know, they're there conducting their media duties. You're there facilitating communication and and interpreting. So I think that's the sort of most gratifying aspect of my job, but yeah, and I've been very fortunate to work with some, um, with some big names and, and touch wood. They've all been, uh, they've all been very polite and some of them quite entertaining as well. Uh, moving on from the managers what's sort of the best like game you've um, experienced live and commentated on yeah that's, that's that's a very good question um to be honest i don't want to ruin too much of the magic but these days a lot of matches are being done a bit done off tube you know so um even more so in in the advent of the pandemic you know it's much more difficult to justify commentators working on site but it's been a ongoing trend in the industry because of you know it's more cost effective logistically uh, and so on and so forth but um one of the games I did only last week was amazing. I did um, Cagliari against Parma, two teams down in 18th and 19th in Serie A, both fighting for their lives. And um, Parma went 2-0 up, they went 3-1 up, and then Cagliari scored in the 91st and 95th minute to win it 4-3. And that was an yeah. amazing game. And, you know, it's often the, the more recent games which really stick in your memory. I did the Milan derby in the uh, in the Coppa Italia uh, this season, the quarter final that was settled by a Christian Eriksen free kick in added time as well, and yeah. it, was a, it was a big story, you know, with that because he'd almost been left out in the cold by Conte, yeah. he'd potentially been leaving the club, so that was all very interesting. But it's, it's hard to pick out one. I think you know, I end up doing a lot of matches and. Um, there are some there are some amazing games but um you know i've i've done a couple of coppa italia finals i've been fortunate enough to do those so i did uh lazio atalanta a couple of seasons ago they won that 2-0 and then i did um last season's Coppa Italia final, which was pretty drab. Napoli won it on penalties and I've got this year's one touchwood between Juventus and Atalanta. So I'm hoping for a, yeah, a very good game maybe. there. So I think the showpiece events are the ones that really stick out. Yes. Um, but you do get those. It's amazing how a game between 18th and 19th with four weeks left of the season can, can actually be one of the best games you do. It's just, you know, it really depends what's riding on the match.
3: Patrick, out of all the places you've been to, what would you say is the best stadium you've commentated at?
4: Um, I really like the, uh, the ground in Bergamo, actually, Gevis Stadium, which is, which is really nice because um, there's a sort of nice mix of the old ground, which was the Stadio Atleti Azzurri d'Italia, and they've got these lovely sort of um, art deco Um, paintings up on the ceiling and um, it's weird because it's the closest thing I've seen in Italy to a gantry in Italy you know often you have to commentate (laughs) from uh, from press boxes but yeah there is a sort of suspended platform and you have to go up there you know it's very English in style there Um, so that was that was great commentating a San Siro is always a, a wonderful um, experience i did that a few times when i was uh, working for inter tv earlier on in my career and i did a couple of um away games with inter as well which were memorable um Eintracht Frankfurt stadium is really good. It was the Comets Bank yep. Arena. I think it's since been renamed with some other sponsor's name. But um, obviously in UEFA they have they have different names as well. I think it was called Frankfurt Arena or something like that. But that was incredible. I think probably fifty plus thousand there, and the atmosphere was was sensational. So yeah, I've been quite lucky in in commentating in in different parts of the world. But yeah, um, I think Bergamo and, and Atalanta has uh, has a bit of a place in my heart.
0: See, I've seen I've seen. Spets, believe it or not Spezia Stadium I've, I, I think I watched the highlights of, uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was a, it was a sunny day in, in Spezia and they're because their ground's quite small am I right Patrick and yeah absolutely there's, yeah. there's a lot of mountains and lovely picturesque stuff in the background um, so yeah if any of the listeners watching uh, go and check out Spezia Stadium as well because that's
4: yeah also it's a York, uh, Pico, absolutely yeah it's on the coast yeah it's very nice yeah
0: yeah it looks lovely I'd love to go one time but Anyway, Patrick, moving on. Um, so, you know, we know you've been to a lot of beautiful stadiums around Italy and, and things like that. But, you know, you're, you're currently commentating on a league with Cristiano Ronaldo in. And there's a lot of goal scorers in Syria. But who would you say, you know, over the years of, of being a commentator, who would you say is the, the standout player that you've seen live and the game that you've commentated on?
4: Wow, OK, the standout player. I mean, yeah, this is probably... Yeah. Seventh or eighth season doing Serie A, so it's, it's a pretty tricky one over all that yeah. time. Um, I don't know. I've been really pleased to see Chido Imobile recently and you know, he scored his 150th goal in Serie A. Um, yes. That was last weekend against Benevento. I mean, he's been wonderfully consistent. Um, right at the start of my time over here in Serie A, it coincided with the tail end of Di Natale's career for Udinese, and he was absolutely yes. sensational. Um, Quagliarella's had wonderful longevity. You know, it, it's all it's of those, those goal scorers that have been in the league all their career that really stand out. Um, you know, I had a couple of seasons where where Totti was still playing. So it's that's been the only disappointment I think is not necessarily seeing one of those legends for a sustained period of time in the peak of their career. So I'm just I'm just thinking about it now. Um, we obviously do have a lot of sort of recognized stars in Serie a, and it's been wonderful to have Ronaldo come into the league, to have Lukaku come into the league as well. Um, but yeah I've got a bit of a soft spot for it for Lorenzo Insigne too because he's been he's been absolutely yes. incredible and um,
0: year, it, in midweek. Yeah, yeah
4: exactly. And, and and he's on course for his best ever Goal-scoring season with Napoli, and um, he's only got a year left on his contract. So I'm hoping he signs a new deal and spends his whole yeah, career there. Because you know Italy's been great yeah, for having know. for one club man. Yeah, he had uh, 2012, 2013. He was on loan with um, with Pescara. They had an incredible team that got promoted with Immobile, Insigne, and Veratti, and they all went on to bigger and better things. And um, Insigne has been at Napoli ever since. And um, yeah, he's, he's right up there in terms of appearances for the club, and he's scored more than 100 goals for the club now. And um, yeah, he's he's a wonderful player to watch. And yeah, I he reminds me a little bit of a a sort of right footed Ian Robin when he scores certain goals yeah. and that you he cuts yeah. inside, he curls it to the far post, you know what's coming, yet you, you can't really stop it. And I remember Robin doing that time and time again. I mean different type of players in terms of their position, the way they're built, but with that sort of trademark finish, I think that's it reminds me a little bit of a sort of right-footed Robin, yeah. So Patrick, um
0: it was, it was really good having you on. One last question before you go. Who do you think
4: is going to go down from Syria this season? That is such a difficult question to answer. I mean, Crotone can go this weekend. I think they probably will. They play Palmer. Yes. So, it's, it's, it's yeah, 20th against been. 19th. So, um, then 18th, Cagliari are currently three off safety. But they've just won two matches in a row. They're playing against Roma this weekend. Roma have got one eye on the Europa League and they're not going to finish in the top four. So you've got Torino, Benevento, Spezia and Genoa, Fiorentina, all 33 points. I think they'll probably do about enough. Um, I've got a feeling it might be Benevento after all that. And it's a shame because they've been really entertaining. Yeah, because they looked and safe, didn't they? And They, they now did, just... yeah. Second half of the season, they've, they've really sort of fallen ball. off a cliff and they're not keeping it tight enough defensively. And uh, it... it We'll see because I think Benevento have got quite a tricky run in as well, so they've got to play some of the some of the bigger teams. But it's so hard to call, you know, from from one yeah. weekend to the next. Um, you know, Torino four games ago looked dead and buried, but they've taken eight points from twelve. Uh, and now they're outside the drop zone. They've still got a game in hand, albeit it's away at Lazio. So um, I think Udinese are probably safe. I think Fiorentina's win at Verona in, on Tuesday has yeah. given them a bit of a bit of a boost. Genoa will probably just about get a few, you know, a couple of draws and a win. I think 38, 37, 38 teams will be safe. You know, currently, Cagliari are on 28. There's six games to go. Um, and then they've got Benevento and Torino, 31 points just above them. So it's it's so tight to call. So after all that, I think I'm going to go with uh, with Benevento. But yeah, it's sad no, to see, see anyone it. go down. I think Cagliari have just got a bit of momentum, and I, I back them to to get and the job done. Right. a few more goals. Yeah, team yeah, no, it's a, a good good. wonderful yeah. season, and their squad is is very good for for their position. A yeah. bit like Fiorentina as well. But anyway, gents, thank you very much. That was um, enjoyed that.
0: And that's a wrap for the second episode of the Route 1 Football podcast. A big thanks to our special guests, Patrick Kendrick and James Oldham, for coming on and chatting to us. And a big thanks to Alex for making a special Route 1 Football quiz.
3: You're very welcome. I just hope you guys, the viewers, liked it as much as we did. So uh, make sure you stay tuned because we've got plenty more episodes lined up.
1: And don't forget to follow our TikTok account at Route 1 Football.